Yo guys, welcome back to Banana Buzz Podcast. I am your host, the best host in the world, the best host of every podcast ever recorded with my co-host Luke Viles, the worst podcast host of the world. How are you? Well, I'm not very good now after you said that. Well, after your last intro on me, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to be I nice. Guess, I guess it's time to get your own back. But yeah. anyway, I am good. I am good. Are you? I've got a bit of a stomachache, but I'm all right. Oh, I'm there's always something wrong yeah, with you. I'm drinking too much milk at the minute. That's my issue. Lactose intolerance. Yeah, I think so. Bad for you. Bad for you. Anyway, anyway, it's not about us today. No, we have a guest. We do. Again, we, I like it. I like when we have a guest. We have the guest. This is... Uh, look, listen, 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 listen. This is, I would say, the most our most well-known guest we've had on. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows a name. Everyone knows the face. Everyone knows yep. him. And his background is, would you say, Paintball's biggest brand? <laughs> I think I'm I'm I, gonna say it is. I think I would as well. My opinion, it is. We have the man, the myth, the legend. We have Leds on the podcast. How are you? How are you doing, guys? Is, is that Very intro good. good? Is that intro good? That's all right. It's good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Like, yeah, I'll just drop the mic and leave now. Just. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> How are we anyway? You good? Good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Sorry about uh, not being on yesterday. That's fine. That's Absolutely fine, fine yeah, mate. Down. We are Sorry. flexible. We don't do anything with our lives other than this, so yeah. we're fine. But well, <laughs> well, you do. I do. Anyway, I do a lot with my life. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of paintball related in my life. But yeah, very chill. <laughs> right, we're gonna have to start but from I... the beginning here, lads. From the oh, very God. beginning. How long do you want this podcast to be? We've got an hour. Okay. We've got questions and we got true and false, obviously. Right. We'll go super speed. So. From the start, let's go with what you do, where you're from, and how you first got into paintball. First time you heard of the, the sport. Go. I, um, where I'm from Manchester, what I do, um, uh, I mean, I own uh, Planet Eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> <paintball>. Mr. Planet Eclipse. <laughs> um, I... Um, I got into it in 1986, so um, probably before you guys were born. That uh, was six years before I was born. Yeah, um, I just went and did, you know, the traditional go with a bunch of mates down to uh, a place um, near us, Jodrell Bank, you know, the big where they have the massive big um, satellite dishes. No. Okay, yeah. Uh, played with these guns, which were, um, you know, the air rifles you have at the fair where you, you cock it and you put a pellet yeah. in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You target. It was those, and then the paintballs were in a plastic tube about three inches long. And what you did was you put the the tube over the barrel, and then you cocked it, and then put it back up again, and then you aimed and you fired. Um, and that, and then the paintballs. Never heard of that one. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, then we turned pro really quick with this. So we the, we went again, and we realised that what you could do is. If, if, say, you were shooting at somebody at distance, goggles weren't compulsory either, by the way. Honest to God, it was a little bit of a wear them if you want type scenario. But then, Health and safety was non-existent. Oh, my God, yeah, unbelievable. And then it was only little weldy goggles, even if they were rubbish. Anyway, if you cocked it and shot at someone um, and, and you missed, if they missed you, you could get up from wherever you were and run to them 
and shoot them point blank before they could reload. Uh, because of the time it takes. Oh, because <laughs> what you do is you'd have this little pellet tube. You'd, you'd be in your pocket. It won't be like a vest or anything like that. And then you would have to take the other one off, put it down, get the other one out, put it re- a cock. It was really hard to cock this thing because they needed to pump up the power and then you, you do it. So what we did was after like, uh, after playing, it was the second time I went, we took a roll of tape with us and we taped three of them together. So then we could do quick, Reloads. Bloody hell. <laughs> so then they'd run at us, and you know that was like, yeah. So you created bunker, and then. <laughs> well, I suppose back in '86. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's missed. Run at him. <laughs> the original OG bunker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like loading the musket in it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's what I had in my head. I mean, it was, I mean, at the time, it was it was like it was it blew my mind, and it was sort of you know every. As, as often as I could, I would get as many people as I could from, you know, all walks of life to come work, you know, stuff like that, pubs, whatever. I was 16 at the time. And um, and then I'd get to, back then there was a very much a case of bring, bring groups with you and we'll give you the organiser a free day. So I would always be trying to get as many groups, as many people as I could go to, to go and play as often as I could. And then and it sort of went from there, really. Oh, so to, to today? Yeah, I was going to to today. No, no, no. We need more info. Okay, we need, <laughs> we, need, we need more info. I want to know when paintball got serious for you, as it were, or how you, and how you got to that point. The first day I played, that was that, that was, was yeah. First time I played it and addicted. Now, so how so, often were Jesus. you going to that? Was that like a once a month, or was that like a? Um, I was 16, so I couldn't afford really to go that often. Um, but I was trying to arrange groups of people to go, you know, and they couldn't afford to go either. So it wasn't as, you know, as often as I wanted. Yeah. Um, but I would sort of, I mean, I, at the time, I'd sort of phone around a lot of the venues um, and sort of say, I'm, I'm going to bring 50 people to your venue, but I want to come and check it out first because I've heard, you know, mixed reports. And then they'd sort of go, we'll come down for free. I go, okay. You know, so I did a lot of that. And it did used to take, if they were good, I'd take a group there. So I didn't yeah. used to just, you know, do them. Um, it was just, a, you know, a case of just get as, as often as I could, really. And then I started working. Um, I had more than one job, so I could spend all my money doing that. So I worked <laughs> working a pub as well. Um, you know, I mean, I was on a YTS scheme. You know, I left school at 16, so I was on YTS, um, like 25 quid a week was my wages, you know. And then, uh, you know, and then that would be, put towards, you know, paintball um, and then sort of carried on really. And then, then I formed a team with, with my mates, which was Banzai Bandits for years. Um, and then um, I started working. Um, I was, I got myself into a bit of debt. So then another job, the debt was not just to do with paintball. It was, um, I mean, anybody, anybody who's not got into debt to do with paintball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's going on? Pa- there? Paintball is a debt. <laughs> yeah. um, it was, I was doing, you know, sort of drinking and, you know, partying and, you know, and all that lot. And it was pretty sort of full on and I wasn't earning a lot of money. So I started working in the local paintball shop. Um, and then, and, uh, and that sort of helped me get um, pay off my my debt really because what instead of when it was on the Saturday when I was working I wasn't going to the football or drinking or doing whatever um, so I was earning the money you know so it's, it's double bubble sometimes isn't it people don't seem to get that you know I'm I'm getting paid to be doing what I enjoy anyway yeah, yeah. and I'm not spending money on other stuff so it was it's a, you know it's a win win 
yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then the team was started to do quite well. Um, and then in '91, oh, so then we basically yeah, in '91, we um, the the I mean, this is quite well documented. This for most most people might know it, but um, the owner of the shop is called Manchester Paintball. Him, who was Jack's uncle, Jack Wood, who still works with me now. Yeah. Um, his wife was terminally ill. And he sort of went, um, I'm going to have to just give this up. I want to spend my time with my wife. And um, so me and my business partner, still to this day, Julian Carr, he, he, um, we, we bought the company that, um, for a, a song, not, not, no money. I mean, literally, my story t- for that was we, I was going out on a Friday night and I needed to get some money together. And uh, I was sat in the bath with the hat. I lived at my parents' house till I was 30. Um, so this was, you know, I was, you know, I was 21 at this point and, uh, we had one of those big cordless phones, you know, the massive aerial on it. And was, <laughs> like phone jacket. <laughs> um, and I was sat in the bath on the Friday night getting ready to go out and, um, I phoned up uh, my bank and it was like, they had a late night, um, you know, call up and I got a loan over the phone, told them it was for buying a car. And um, so I knew at that point that I had enough money to then go and put it, put that down with Julian to buy the company. Um, so, you know, it, it was, you can imagine how much that was. It wasn't a lot of money. And um, uh, and then I took, got out of the bath, got ready to go out, told my dad what I was going to do. And he said, well, you don't need to do that. I'll front you. Um, so he, he fronted me with the money. And I mean, if you speak to him now, he still thinks um, I'm not successful now. <laughs> in a really sort of cool dad way, you know, like, you know, he's like, he was, he's a, he was quite a successful mechanic, but he had a small mechanics business. He did well for himself, very well liked and all that. But he probably at the height of his, you know, his business, he probably had seven, eight guys tops working for him, you yeah. know, where I've got, you know, 70, 80 people, whatever, you know, worldwide. <laughs> You know, and he still thinks I'm messing about doing stuff. <laughs> you know, when you when you see him, does he set, tell you to stop um, playing paintball and grow up or something? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know? When are you going to stop playing paintball and grow up? It's, it's quite a funny conversation. He just thinks, you no, know, you know. And when he'll say to you, you know, that when he gave me that money, he just went, "Well, that's gone." You know, and that, was, <laughs> that was it. Was just a, it, he just thought I'd burn out after you know X amount of time as you do as you know as a kid. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I stayed, I lived with him for another nine years after that, because, you know, for the first few years of, of Planet, we, I didn't earn any money. I mean, I earned enough money to, I mean, to be honest, it was a great, it was, it was a lot, lot less stress back then. It was, we earned, if we earned enough money to go and out drinking and play paintball, and I lived at home with my parents. So it was, there was always, you know, food in the fridge and there was, you know, I got my washing done and all that. And um, and that was it. I was happy, really. You know. <laughs> what were you doing at this point with the company, sorry? What was what? Uh, what stage was this at? Um, this when I mean, when I'm 21, it was in 1991 when we took the, when we when we bought the company. Um, I mean, I I left working for another company, like just uh, just an office job. I was a bit more you know, data processing, blah, some crappy job, really. And. Um, and then I just sort of went and fed up with this. Don't want to work for somebody else, so I'm going to go and do this. Really, so so. Okay. It's, uh, but this, I mean, if you've ne- if you don't know the story, we we've got a we we did a video years ago, yeah. called Unemployable. You know, and it's and it sort of tells the story really about 
you know, sort of following your dreams and sort of getting on with doing stuff that you yeah. want to do, really. And and that's, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I get asked to go and do things like, um, you know, pres- present at schools, you know, and, and come and talk to, I, I went to a really bad school, really bad. It, it was not a great school, secondary school, had yeah. failed me 11 plus, um, went to a crappy secondary school, teachers didn't really care. There was a teacher strike for two or three years. Came out of it at 16 without any passing any exam results, not really a care in the world. And um, sort of the only thing that interested me was computers, which is a really crappy thing to say now. But then it was, you know, computers were a new thing. You know, it wasn't yeah. like, you know, they're not, you know, you, you've got a computer in your hand every day now. <laughs> and, um, and I wanted to be involved in that. So I did a few little things, but just sort of jumped from sort of job to job and not with any like, with the first job I got, it was like, what are your exam results? And luckily, they'd not come out. So I said, I just went predicted A, predicted A, predicted A, you know, for all these things. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get any A's, you know, but it was like, <laughs> I predicted I was going to get an A. But, um, so I got, I got my first job off the back of me, you know, having a bit of a gift. Winging of a it. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah, yeah. Oh, bound to be an A that. Well, didn't never <laughs> And um and then and then we and then obviously then we started planet and moved on from there really. We need to we need to see what about with planet because obviously we can't cover the whole thing because it's such a big story and like you said you've already covered it in a previous video. Yeah. Do you want to see what sort of milestones did planet hit as it was getting larger and larger and larger? So what sort of things did you go? Oh, okay, that's a good that's a good progress. That's good progress to the beast that it's become today as it were um i mean I, I, if you've seen the video then this will be boring because we cover that in this but it, i mean it, it, there's a few that really sort of ring true and there was like um we bought a fax machine um we couldn't afford to buy a fax machine and we went we need to buy a fax machine and um because back then there was no internet um as such we sort of had internet a few years later but you know, it was all sort of phone calls, magazines, you know, you'd all that. And, and people from America and stuff would fax us orders. Um, and we bought a fax machine and we sort of plugged it in and sort of went, what happens now? You know, you put an advert in a magazine, which comes out three months later. And then all of a sudden you're, uh, you know, you're getting orders coming through. They weren't big orders, but I mean, back then, say we were making um, autococcus, Eclipse autococcus, we might only make a batch of 12 every, God, six weeks, if, if not even that. Jesus. Whoa, okay. It wasn't, you know, the numbers weren't big. They were very custom. But then, you, so, you know, if you got an order in for six, say, that would be, you know, six, you know, three weeks of production. And uh, Whoa, so it was okay. all very sort of very small and sort of organic growth, really. We, di- we didn't have... A lot of money to be able to spend on um stock really it was yeah. really you know hand to mouth um and then one of the we did a couple of things one of the things we did was we used to sell automags in the shop um, and you'd buy them from um different suppliers um but it, when when you got when you went direct to them they had a price break it was one to 49 let's say it was 400 quid whatever the whatever right mm-hmm. let's let's say it's 400 quid for 149 and then when you got to 50 it was 300 quid say right. I can't, yeah can't remember the price whatever it was back then long long time ago right um and that was a huge saving to get to 50 
And but we didn't have any money. Right. So it was almost like, you know, right, listen, we need to squirrel all the acorns away. And so we can buy 50. And then um, and, and I remember I remember we went to a cafe and we, we sat there, me, Julian and my girlfriend at the time and, and his wife. And we we sort of said, are we going to do this? Are we going to buy 50 guns? Are we crazy? You know, and we did. <laughs> we bought it and um, it, we, we sold really quickly. We managed to sell them to other dealers. So we started a little bit of dealer network. Um, and then the next, you know, next minute you're buying another 50 really quickly and then another 50 and then it sort of snowballs. And because we took that leap of faith, we, we that was another milestone for where, you know, you're suddenly writing out checks for, you know, tens of thousands of pounds, you know, hoping that you're going to sell the stuff. Um, and then that led us on to, you know, to where we are really now. And we back then we were it was mainly to do with it was very very beginning of paintball and you know when I started playing there was no there wasn't a hopper you know my first ever hopper that I bought was a a tournament a woodland paintball tournament and somebody was there and they'd made them out of drain pipes and got the you know they're all like glued together (laughs) (laughs) but we'd never seen anything like that it was all stick feed so Suddenly, you know, I'm going from a stick feed that maybe held 15 paintballs and maybe the tube sticking out even further, so yeah. 25, um, to this thing that held 100 <laughs> balls. Like, oh, my God. So we were all <laughs> buying them and, you know, using them. So when we started the shop, it was more about um, how to get the best equipment that we could for us. It was like, you know, we would fueling our own addiction (laughs) we also knew that the our friends and the people that came in the shop they had the same addiction yeah and they wanted this that same stuff so it was almost like we were the facilitator for their you know their you know getting them their fix so (laughs) and and, and we've always sort of you know tried to make sure that the equipment that we brought in was good we never really wanted to sort of just because we could make a few quid was never really the the intention. It was like, well, yeah. if I use it, then why should I try and sell it onto somebody else? Um, and then that's sort of, you know, we sort of, that's pretty much our philosophy still now when we make products now is that we try and make stuff that, you know, is good. You know, it's we, we don't try and make stuff just to make the money. There's a lot of projects that you could, you know, we, we probably could have done, you know, making and made money on, but you sort of go, yeah, okay, I'm not going to do that. You know, there's... It's like a few years ago, there was, I mean, I don't remember how far you guys go back, but Straight Shot Squeegee was like, we, we knew the guy really well. He was a good mate of Julian's. And um, we used to just buy them squeegees all the time. And, and other people were making really bad versions of it. And we, we talked about making a better squeegee. And we sort of went, what are we going to do? We're going to make one. So me and you know, Jack sat down and we sort of, you know, let's engineer something. Let's make something for paintball better. And then Exalt brought out their barrel made. And we just went, oh, okay, they've done a really good job at this. You know, they've actually thought this through <laughs> to the point where we went, probably done a better job than we would do. <laughs> so, so, you know, so that's when, you know, we contacted them very, you know, very early on. You know, I know those guys pretty well. And um, and we sort of said, can we can we buy these from you? Can we brand them up? And they went, yeah, of course. You know, so we, you know, we, we'd buy thousands of their squeegees, you know, because that helps them out as well because they yeah. were quite... When they first came out, that was like, I suppose the the squeegee was exalts sort of, you know, that was that a top end product, wasn't it? Really? Shit sort of thing. Yeah. And then everything else was sort of built around that. And um, you know, so and we like that, you know, we like people to innovate. We, and that's what we've always tried to do. So see, I, I look at eclipse 
and Eclipse, there, there's nothing bad on the Eclipse sort of product line. It's amazing. I love it. And like you said, you, you don't make things to make a quick pound or two. You, you make things because if you, you wouldn't use it, so why should anyone else yeah. as such? And it, it does go to prove that, you know, Eclipse are on top of the game. Easy. Yeah, I mean, from the very, very beginning, it was just about, I mean, Jack's a great engineer and it was very much about him um, or making our markers at the time the best they could be for us to go and compete because Jack played on the same team. We all, everyone in the shop played on the same yeah. team. So it was like, oh, my gun keeps doing this. Okay, what can we do to fix that? And, you know, when you're in a, you know, in a setting when, you know, we're not that bothered about earning money, you know, we, it was more of a like, well, go downstairs. Jack used to have this like this cellar that was atrocious. Um, <laughs> Jack's lab. Not, oh god, you would not be allowed to work in it anymore. It was not bad. <laughs> and um, and he, but he would go down there and he'd come up and he'd go, "What well, about we do this or about we do that?" And you know, I mean, he, he he wouldn't ask me. He'd be doing it. And then that that weekend we would go and play, you know, in the woods somewhere, and whatever he invented would work. You know, there was, you know, he. Inline regulators and things like that, that wasn't even a thing, you know. And then Jack was strapping, you know, MacGyvering stuff onto the side of markers. <laughs> and then the way it all sort of started was people would come into what the shops, and this is how this is how little money we had. We we wanted the wall space to be full. So all of our team, our own personal guns would be on the wall. If somebody came in, they could buy it. And it's because we had no money. So we like go. They go, oh, that one looks cool, and I go, yeah, that's mine. And they go, is it for sale? I go, everything, everything is for sale. <laughs> everything is <laughs> for sale. <laughs> and then they'd sell it. We'd sell it, um, and then we would then, you know, build a new version. And then people then would start coming in, and then they would sort of go, well, can you build me one? I want a new one. I don't want your one. And then we'd go, okay, you know, and that's so that's how it sort of started, and then we would then just start customizing people's guns. You know, they would bring them in. Can you do this? Can you get mine to shoot Banzai spec? You know, which, you know, that sort of thing. So we, so we started to, we, we our very first line of products, we called it the VIP stuff. So we had the VIP Ram for the Cochrane and things like that. And it was literally, Jack would go downstairs, he'd get a, a standard Ram from War Games products. He would take it downstairs, he'd strip it down, and he would sort of hand file all the spools on it to make it all perfect, polish it all, make it all super smooth, grease it all properly. And rather than it just being a you know, factory made product, he just really, you know, customize it. And then we put it back on that on one of the autocockers and that, that, that gun would then run like a dream it's because it had had a bit of TLC put into it. Jesus. You know, and that's how it all, yeah. sort of, you know, you, you know, it's like you, someone goes, oh, they like this. They like what you're doing. So you said you then carry on doing it i suppose doing, and then yeah. it gets bigger and bigger so. so would you say that the banzais um contributed to because you had quite good a lot of success with the banzais didn't you yeah do you think that that sort of success contributed to your sales as such on yeah, definitely yeah yeah so like yeah. the old motto win on sunday sell on monday sort of thing never heard that before but... you've never heard that never heard that do you, do you not do you watch <laughs> f1 no. Boring. Oh, no. So boring. So boring. Oh. oh, no. It's not. It's interesting. It's when they have the, that, that, um, the practice, I think it is. Not practice. Uh, excuse me. Qualifying when they have that ghost car 
and they have and it, they sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. and it, yeah, and it sort of shows you where they <laughs> yeah that's it. <laughs> Oh, well, where the other driver is compared to them on that lap, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just, last... I'm not a petrol head at all. Oh, uh, okay. Got no interest in cars whatsoever. <laughs> right? Where there's a few of the lads at work. Like Jack's the big petrol head, so he's. Uh, oh, he yeah. probably heard of that saying. That's yeah, an old definitely. F1 saying. Definitely. Win on Sunday, sell on Monday. Yeah. No, it was. Um, it it, it was always. I mean. Some, it, it was, it, it did help. Banzai certainly helped. It was, you know, it, it enabled me to travel the world um, playing. You know, we were fortunate enough to have good sponsors and, you know, and we, 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 we did it quite well, cheaply. It was always, you know, I would, we, we would all organise it and we would go out to the MPPLs or whatever it was at the time, MPPLs and stuff, and play out there and started off as amateurs and we went pro over there. Um, and then, yeah, and that would enable me to meet all of the the big industry people as well and become friends with those guys. You know, I've, you know, some of the people, you know, like, you know, Billy Saransky is like, you know, he, he runs the biggest payroll company in the world, you know, and me and him have sat in bars and drank, <laughs> you know, too much alcohol, you know, before <laughs> we played on the Banzai's. Uh, it, it was, we were at World Cup and we were playing in the five man and um, we went back to um, the, um, I went back to the hotel, I think I was with my girlfriend at the time, and we, we, some of us went back and some stayed on site and they jumped up the schedule. So we were supposed to play, in the, we'd played in that day and then we were supposed to play the next morning. And um, it turned out that they went, right, we've got enough time to get some of the morning games in. But I'd left, I'd gone. And this was, there's no mobile phones or anything, you know, so <laughs> like we're at the hotel in the pool and Billy Saransky was there and um, we only had we had four guys on site, and they jumped on, and and he jumped on with them. So you know, it's, you know, so he's so he's you know, the, so that's how it enables you to know these people. You've got to go and travel. You, you know, if you, yeah. if you if you stay in the UK, you, you know, yes, we can talk a bit easier now with Zoom and stuff. But back then, it was like go out and you know, network. Network, yeah, yeah, and actually network. meet people properly. It yeah. was having a drink in a bar and talking rubbish about. Paintball, we all loved it. You know, there was, I mean, World Cup was, it's funny that even when we go back now, me and Jacko and a few of the lads that were, you know, the band's eyes then, we'll still go to the same bar in Old Town um, where nobody goes anymore, <laughs> right? And, and it's almost like you, you homage to it. And then you see all these other people that were around at my, that time, but, you know, they're, they're still in the industry doing the same doing the thing same. The next minute there's 100 people in this one bar it's, um, it's called son of a beach in in, in old town <laughs> and it's and it's like and it's rough roughish now where it is down there but it just ends up with the 100 paintballers having a drink and it's like you know and there was i mean to the point where i was at the bar a few years back and every now and again you'll have a problem with an english credit card in america it just won't work and i was buying a big bunch of drinks for somebody and my card won't go through. And I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do here? And I'm like trying to shout Jacko, who lives in America, just to get him to come over. And somebody just leant over the bar with a credit card and just went, yeah, I'll put it on that. And, you know, and he's somebody I know, but not to the point when he, he's, he's just bought like 20 drinks. The, you know, the big <laughs> and I'm like, mate, I'll sort you out. He goes, don't worry about it. You've done enough for me over the years or whatever. You're, it, you know, they might go, I oh, remember that time in wherever when you did this i'd be like no idea what you're talking about <laughs> but you'd take it anyway <laughs> you know because i was you know i couldn't get back to my hotel and you you got your, your minivan and you drove me there and you go and i was like okay brilliant 
<laughs> I've, uh, I've got a question about which some people may want to hear. It's a bit uh, easiest way. What does it take for a team to be sponsored by Planet Eclipse? Um, what is there? Are there points that you're looking for? Is it yourself? Which uh, are you contributing towards the teams which do get picked? Or... Yeah, I mean, in the we we do it. Um... I'll, I'll use UK as the example because I'm guessing. Yeah, that that'd be great. Yeah. Okay, so um, a few years back, I have to go backwards here to sort of get to the point where we are now. So I'll be see if it can be quick. Um, years and years ago, paintball markers became a currency for the pro teams, right? So, uh, and I'm not talking about UK pro teams. I, mean, I suppose you could, you know, for maybe Nexus, you know, they were like our factory yeah, team, yeah. Right? and I played on those, and and. It, what what we would do is we'd sort of do a deal with them. So so they'd come to us like say excessive was excessive with the first big team that we we picked up Planet, um, and they came to us and, and we said, well, what is it that you want? And they went right, we want fifty guns, um, and we want those for free, and then we want X, Y, and Z. Right? Okay, so so you you'd sit there and you know back then for us that was a massive massive thing for us to do, and you know that we paid entrance fees and things like that. Right. But we sort of said, we need a flagship team. So we'll do that. So we, we got into the, and that was something that was quite common. If you were shooting, you know, smart parts or angel or whatever, you would get a bunch of guns and those guns would be given to the players uh, as their, their wage. And then they'd go off and do whatever with them. So what we, um, a few years later, we, we hated this thing because what would happen was um, little Johnny would get his gun given to him by excessive, you know, because he's, you know, that's his wages for the month. He'd need to pay his 700 quid rent bill and he had no money. So he would just go, got a, seven, a gun here, 700 quid, which should be 1200 quid. Yeah. Um, and he would just sell it. All right. And then I'd get a dealer calling me up going, why is it that little Johnny can sell a gun for 700 quid and I can't even buy it off you for 700 quid? I go, Okay, so we went, right, we can't do this any longer. We, we, we've got to stop the payable markers being a currency because what it was ruining was, it was ruining other people's um, livelihoods, the people, you know, the store owners. We were undermining yeah. the store owners because that one guy would go, oh, you know, he'd go, almost go in the store and go, listen, I've got a guy, I've got a mate on Excessive who'll get you that for this price or I've got a guy on Impact who'll get you on for this or whatever it was. So we we so we massively changed our, our whole sponsorship. We we cut out uh, markers for people. I mean, if you're, I mean, in the in the pro bracket in the states, if you wrote down all the pro teams that we sponsor, there's two or three of them currently that buy markers from us, right? Oh, right. And we don't give them any guns. So it's it's not always a case of. We're just giving all the, you know, if you come yeah, knocking yeah. on my door as a pro team and expect me to sort of go here, go have a bunch of guns, that isn't the case. It's that a lot of them will come and they'll want to shoot our product for different reasons. It'll be, you know, I, I'm not going to sort of sit here and slag off. Yeah, all the yeah, yeah. But they'll go, we're having this problem with this company and we we see that you put, play, um, you know, text in the pits. We know that you're there to support us. We know your product works. We want to shoot your products. And we'll go, I'm sorry, our stable's full. We, we can't help you. Because, you know, you can't, if you look at the list that we've got, it's it's quite big. It's, it's the biggest list. And it's yeah, not that yeah, yeah. we, 
we don't go after anyone. They they come to us usually. And um, and, and quite often we'll like go, oh, we're, we're full. And they'll go, well, you know, we're not asking for anything for free. Well, you know, I mean, they're not paying a lot of money for these things, but they have to put their hand in the pocket and 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 give out coin to it. So that's that's quite good for us. Um, and then the same sort of thing really has happened in across the UK and across across Europe. We we sort of stopped. You know, we have our factory teams, the ones who've been with us for a, a long, long time. Um, you know, the likes of you know Lucky's and, and the firm. Um, yeah. And and then if I mean, if you look at the elite bracket, there's only one team that isn't actually shooting our products. That is uh, true, and they did ask a question earlier. <laughs> and a lot of those guys are. There's some historical ones, you know. You know, there's like, you know, Tigers. You have got Sam and Colby that played on Banzai, you know, yeah. when they were tiny. You know, and it, so they're, you know, them are boys sort of thing, you know. So they, you know, they it, it's, that's different. That's an historical thing. Yeah, yeah. Some of these newer teams, they'll come to us and we'll do them a deal. Yeah, there's definitely a deal, you know, that can be done. Um, but they're they're the pros. They're the elite of the UK. So, yeah. you know, and 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 again, if, if people are sat there thinking that we're just, you know, sitting there making guns to send to these pro teams for them to use and sell and do what with, that isn't the case, you know, it absolutely is not the case. Um, and then as you go down the, the lower down the brackets, um, we, we took a stance a few years back and we said that we won't sponsor directly anybody with pros. Um, there might be the odd team that we've done something with historically that we've always, you know, we've continued to do yeah. something with, um, you know, that might have been with us since, you know, 2000 or something you know that, that sort of historical um but generally speaking we we say to if somebody comes on to us now div one div two div three whatever it is team um they all tell you the same story usually that they're the best up and coming team and they're gonna be the next whatever and can we put you know can we put your logo on our banner you know and i'll go okay well great thanks i get it you know but a little bit more, bit more efforts needed um and then what we tend to do is we say, you need to go and speak to your local paintball store, whoever it is that you deal with and go through them because we want it to be, you know, we want the, the you know, the, there's not that many that we could, you know, talk about. You, you know, you've got, you know, Warped, BZ, just, just you know, yeah. plus a few other guys, right? So if you go to them and, and, you, and you sort of go, I want, you know, I want to shoot Planet Eclipse and... Um, I need, you know, I need pain and I need this and I'm going to need pots and blah, blah. They'll put a package together. And then what they do is they will contact us and say, I've got this team and they're this, they're this and this. And we we want to do a deal with them. And then at that point, uh, we'll discuss it. And it's a guy called Tomo who runs the sponsorship stuff at Planet. Um, and then, and so that's how, that's how we usually get into those programs. But quite often, it's a direct thing with um, it between you know us and the, and the dealer, and yeah. then the dealer deals with the whole thing with with the team. Um, and it's because a lot of the times that you know we we're dealing internationally. We're not just concentrating on the UK teams. We there's a lot of teams around the world. So someone you know you know the bleeding wolves from you know. <laughs> you you know, have sent us this portfolio in. We, we're like, I've never even heard of those. You know, type of thing. You know, you don't know who they are. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, the the you know, you might be you, you might have somebody at one of you know at Warped. You know, you know, Jim at Warped might have been dealing with them on pain and says, listen, these guys are really cool. They've got a 
you know, they do this, they do that. And, you know, and, and they'll, he'll come and say, well, can we help him out? So we'll have a discussion and then we'll, you know, we'll give him an offer and then he'll send the offer to them. And that's, that's sort of how it goes really. Um, but there's, there's not, I mean, paintball isn't massive. It's not, it's not as big. We feel it is because we're in it so much. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I was. It's, it's our world, but. Yeah. yeah. And in it's the grand scheme of us, it. You know, but, you know, we, we don't, we don't make thousands of guns. You know, we make, we make a pretty decent number, but I mean, at the moment, <laughs> if you phoned up Planet and said, can I have a marker? I'd be like, ain't got any, mate. You know, because we're we so heavily, but I mean, we're not, it's World Cup next week. So when, I don't, I'm not sure when this comes out, it probably comes out around about. Comes out. A week today. Yeah, a week today. So I think World Cup will start. Yeah. So the World Cup will be starting. Uh, we're not attending World Cup because we have no product. Oh, right. Oh. So we're going with a tech booth. Yeah, so all our techs will be there yep. with the full yep. thing. We've got our um, set, we have two sales reps that are there to meet and, and greet the dealers. Well, normally we put on a massive booth, air-conditioned booth. At yeah, I was going to say. Um, and the problem we've got is that what I could do now and what the US office could do is squirrel away a load of these, you know, markers and we could have them all, you know, we, you know, there's 20 CS2s, there's 20 GO4s, there's some LV, LV 1.6s. Put them all on one side. And then um, but all that would happen is dealers would come in because a, a lot of them go to World Cup and they'd look at the wall and go, why am I, I'm on back order for three black ones, one green one, one blue one. Why, yeah, why is it there? For six months, but there it is on the wall and you're selling it. So we sort of took the decision that, I mean, COVID helped the decision, you know, it's yeah. not making it easy. I mean, I think Fish flies out as our UK representative for the tech support. And he goes out the day after the restrictions are lifted for him to go to America. And we're, I mean, even now we were like yesterday, Tomo was trying to get some COVID test done. And it was like this <laughs> weird time thing that he had to do it. And it was, you know, another 80 quid. And then he had to go and do something else. And he's, you know, it's not easy. Yeah. And yeah. because we don't have the product, we just sort of went, let's, let's not, you know, let's just not go. Because what we're going to sell, we're going to sit there, we're, you know, twiddling our thumbs, <laughs> stickers, you know. So it's uh, and, that's, and that's and that's the reason that we've got no products is because um, demand at the moment in in especially in America is really high. So it's not that we're not making; we're still making as much as we can do, and you yeah. know we haven't slowed down production. Um, but it's just it's we're, we're getting outstripped the the demand is outstripping so it's and which with people contact us all the time at planet and sort of go you know why can't it get cs2 have you stopped making them i'm like mate we're making them they're going out the door every week but they're going to people who pre-ordered them if you want one get on the list you know go to your yeah. local store get your name on the list or it ain't coming you know and it's uh it, and, and that's the sort of it's a good problem to have yeah, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> you'd rather be selling it. Than... Thousands of guns can't get rid of. <laughs> um, that isn't the case. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, back in the early days of Planet when we started off uh, with the Ego, um, that's the only platform we made. We now have a, you know, a vast array of, of, of products. And, uh, it, you know, we, we the, the amount of staff that build them has obviously increased over time. But there's not like hundreds of, you know, there's, I mean, I've, we, we sat in a car park at this hotel years ago, the Living Legends, and the, there was a guy there and, the, um, and we were in this really cruddy hotel in Chicago. <laughs> and, and it was just like someone said, oh, that's the hotel. And there was a lot of really nice ones. We, we've never, we were playing. We didn't care. We would go to the field. We played. We, we didn't have a booth. We just we were playing me, Jacko, yeah. Jack, 
couple of others. And then, um, and this guy sat there in, we, we, in the car park, literally sat on the curb in the car park having a beer. And this guy comes over and he's a paintball and he just sort of said, he was talking away and, and he said, oh, you, funny accent, where are you guys from? You know, talking to England, blah, blah, blah. And he, you know, what do you do? And he said, oh, we, um, we own Planet Eclipse. That's, that's you know, Led, so that's Jacko, that's Jack, blah. And um, he was like, oh, no, you don't. You won't be staying in here if you did. I went, well, it's just, just a bed, mate. You know, he's like, no, no. So anyway, so eventually he believed us. He sat down on the curb and was having a beer. And I said, so we started asking him questions. And he was like, well, how many people do you think work at Planet? And he's, and, and I think at this point, I think we might have made the spool and you know yeah and 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 the puppets just the two and then i said how many he goes i know you've probably got 100 production staff i'm like okay and how many markers do you think we we make a week or a month he said ah two two thousand a week i'm like mate you're off you're off your head (laughs) nowhere near as big as you think it is I i mean now there are in 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 the uk there's five production staff you know that build the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's not. There's not a hundred people. That I was going to say that. That still sounds so crazy. That there's only five. I mean, we we. I mean, it's not a secret. We we you know we tell people where we make our product. We make all our high end products in the UK. So you know the LVs, GOs, uh, CS2s. They're all made in the UK. Um, and you know um, people who know the old school uh, Bell Sales, which was the autococker specialist from the back in the day. They still make all our bodies. And that's, you know, they they still use them to this day. They've always made it and they still only make it. But like our our lower end stuff, you know, the, you know, the Emacs and and, and a little bit higher, they're all made in in Taiwan and I've got production staff there as well. Um, And it's our factory and it's, you know, they they, they make it. We, we, We sometimes you've got to sort of cut your cloth accordingly and you can't. I would make a lot more money if I made it all in Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. Or, of course. I'm English, and I want to employ English people, and um, and, and I want to support, you know, the, uh, the the manufacturers that are English as well, and that's why we we try and do these things. Um, and it, so it's so the, the the staff in the UK are building the custom stuff and and all of that, and the, the high end. I mean, it's the same. It, it, it's weird. You sort of say it like as if oh, the, the Taiwanese are rubbish. They're not. They're brilliant. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, and they go through all the same testing procedures that we, we do in the UK. We've got literally the same setup. Everything's exactly the same. We send our UK staff out there to audit them and to, to make sure the testing's done right. So it's all exactly the same. I mean, we test our Emacs in the same way that we test the CS2. This is, you know, they, they both get shot. They both get, you know, tested for leaks and, the, you, know, on, you know, and quality control is pretty important to us. But we just can't afford to make... Emacs, as an example, in yeah. the UK. we can't. Because that body's three D printed, isn't it? No. I thought it was three D printed on the three D printed. No. Did I hear someone told me that? Luke, someone told you that? Mm, how is it? Fr- no. How is it? How is the Emac body made? Or has someone done a three D printed body for an Emac? Yeah, I mean, I mean, depends free- what you, what you pass as you know three D printing is a machine. That yeah, yeah, like the. I mean, we, we use 3D printed, we've used it for years and years and years for rapid prototype because sometimes, you know, the, the handle grip, you, you know, you might change it a couple of degrees forward, backwards, you know, th- thinner, fatter. And, and we test all these things at Planet. I mean, you know, the, 
you will have seen, you know, in, in films and stuff, you know, people with plasticine and all that sort of stuff, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. prototyping. And we do, we used to do that, but now we rapid prototype it or, you know, and that changed, the word rapid prototype changed to 3D printing. And we do do a lot. We have in 3D printers in-house and we do that now, but the bodies are injection molded, you know, um, you know, bodies. What about the ones, you know, if you went on to uh, Just People and you could buy the other bodies for them? Yeah. So like the... For example, on my Mac, I've got I think it's like the I think it's called like a cash money one. Is that yeah, yeah, no, is that, just that, high, is that, that the same thing? But like exactly the same body. Um, and then what we did with those ones, they're made from instead of the plastic being um, uh, the GRN, the glass reinforced nylon. Instead of it being black, it's grey, and then um, it's hydrographic printed on top of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, that's just so we can apply. So if you apply the hydrographic print on top of a black body, it would be very, very dark. So it wouldn't look like money. It looked like really dark money. So you use like a primer gray sort of color. Yeah. It's just, it's a very sort of like primer, you know, like on a, you yeah. Know, on a yeah. 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 And that's, uh, okay. I don't know why I thought about that. I don't know why I've, you can, I mean, people make 3D printed stuff. I've just had yeah. a 3D printed, we printed like, um, so I play a bit of MagFed as well. And, um, uh, on my um, EMF 100, I used the front, just the back shroud. Um, and then I've had, um, I used like a Magpul foregrip and it just didn't finish quite right. So I've just had this little front bit made, you know, just to sort of make yeah, it. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of 3D printing. You can go yeah. and do all that stuff now where in the past, you I mean, I mean, some of the stuff that people make blows my mind. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> it is insane. So cool. I mean, they've gone, you know, they've some of them have gone full Warhammer with like, you know, they look like they've got chainsaws attached to the front of these things, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, good on you, mate. Go for it, you know. Uh, it's taken like four days to print that, isn't it? Yeah, got, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, that stuff's amazing. 3D printing is amazing. Isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. Staying on the subject of Emacs, they've been a great success for you guys, haven't they? Yes. What do you think, sort of, what, why do you think they were such a great success, really? Well, we talked about making a, um, a site rental marker for a while. Yeah. The problem was that we wanted, the, we wanted to do it where it created a better experience for the players. It's always, you know, that we're always looking for the reason to do it. Um, and we always knew that we couldn't make it cheap enough that would the, the site, um, you know, the Pebble Park owners would yeah. want to buy our version rather than one of the other options that they've got out there. So we eventually just took, we took the plunge. Um, and the, one of the reasons at the time that we did it was traditionally in paintball, we have a lull period of, of production, right? Yeah. Um, so it, which would be about now. Right. So about now, my production guys would be a bit of like, right, it's time to sweep the floors and it's time to go <laughs> and do this. You know, that sort of, you know we, oh, stock take time, is it? Oh, we go, you know, whatever. Right. So we sort of said, well, let's make a marker that is um, pretty inexpensive for us to produce, ticks all the boxes for the paintball park owners. Um, and, 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 but we know it's going to be more expensive. And the idea at the time was like, what we'll do is come November, December, January, we'll build a load of these, we'll stick them on the shelf. And then over the next, you know, eight months, nine months, whatever, we would sell through and then we would build some more. So that's basically what we did. Um, but then when we started making them uh, in relatively small numbers, um, uh, suddenly the park owners that we got them into the hands of loved them. 
um, and just went through the roof, you know, yeah. to the point when straight away, I don't think we really expected it to be something that the um, wreck, I mean, I know you guys have got them, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Best, best so best. Um, we didn't expect those, you know, people like yourselves, players to go and pick them up and to use them. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's exploded in the, you know, the custom versions of them in what you can do to them now. Um, so we, so we it ended up being almost a full production run and it is now it's, we're not doing them for three months. They're, they're on full production now. All yeah. the time. And we have got thousands on back order because <laughs> it, the park owners, you know, if, if a, a park owner, is, he might not order one of 10, he's ordering three, 400 of these things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to say, me and, me and Luke were talking about the other day. I've got, I've got my EMAC and a CSR, and I've always loved my CSR, but now, if I had to sell one of them, i sell the CSR. I yeah, love the EMAC too yeah, much. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, just shooting it, it's, it's so fun. fun. It's fun. So yeah, fun. it's so fun. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, we, okay, that's, sure. yeah, that's <laughs> we're kind of podcast that, mate. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm no just showing little, you, because no everyone's seen mine, because it's just out all the time, but... This where we tell everybody that Luke's naked. Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, it sounds dodgy, doesn't it? Hey, hey. <laughs> people, well, the, probably, uh, people will probably believe you anyway. <laughs> but the um, yeah, it's been it's been super successful for us, and 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 it's and it's it is fun, but it, it's like so we've in we've created two more products on the back of this. I, I mean, I, I don't you probably shoot a high end loader on it, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah, three, yeah, right. So. Now we we created um, one of the biggest problems we had, um, and we were woefully naive, right, when we started doing this. And we, we talked about this. Me and Jack were talking about it today at work. Uh, when we um, when we brought out the EMEC, we we brought out like a hundred prototypes, and we sent them out to all these different fields and said, you know, what they like. It. And we've got some good friends in paintball, and they went off, tested them, and used them, and and, and we said. So the biggest problem we instantly got was that um, the shake and bake loaders. Um, you know the VL two hundred that type of thing yeah. wouldn't keep up with the, with it. It wasn't that they wouldn't quick keep up. When you shoot some of the other offerings in the, the rental market, there's a bit of kick on them. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Right? So we were like, um, we're going okay, right? And they're going, well, what's happening is this, especially because they were testing them. So we'd give one to somebody to test. He'd take it down to his firing range. He'd stand really still and he'd go bang, bang, bang. And then it'd fire a blank shot where there's no ball. Bang, bang, bang. He'd shake it. Bang, bang, bang. Another blank shot. Another blank shot, right? Now, a blank shot to a, a customer, they're not really that bothered about, but it's a bit annoying. Um, to a field owner, if that's a paintball that hasn't just been fired. You know, so he's annoyed by that. Um, and it was because they were generally standing still trying to test it when, when you know what I mean? You play paintball as a rental company. You're, you're running right. around. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> so, so we never got, when we were testing them, we, we we sort of did it like that and we never really got that problem. So so we had to go back to the drawing board and said, right, what we're going to do, we need to, in, you know, so we sat down and Jack invented the Powell's Loader, which is the, it agitates the, you know, keeps yeah. it moving. Even though it's using the gas to agitate it, and and then they, they move around basically. So, it, but it's still inexpensive. But then we had other people who said, "Well, we want an electronic loader to be able to give to our rental customers." And we were like, "Well, okay." So th this was all. So then we 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 sat and we 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 started and we invented the speedster loader, which is like yeah. a 
you know, it's, it's a tank of this, this thing. It's, it's rock solid. One button on and off does its job. I mean, it's not going to, if you're going to go and play CPPS with it, it's probably not going to keep up, you know, every shot that you, you, you're getting out there. But for a rental site customer or a beginner, it's just like, it's Spot really an experience. Yeah, yeah. And it really does the job. So they're, they're, they're two products that were born out of us wanting to give the best the best experience. experience for the players that they could because i mean i used to play you know i was telling you early on you know the the rental sites i went to they were atrocious half of them but that was because the equipment wasn't there yeah so, but and i managed to be able to see past all of that but there's a lot of people play paintball on a regular you know they're one time playing and if you don't capture them then they might never play again you know so we wanted the experience to be really good and first class yeah the feedback that we're getting from the 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 rental sites we've just started a little program now where we're we're starting to talk to the people who've got a lot of units just to say to them what what do you feel is you know what's it improved and (laughs) excuse me the feedback that we're getting is that it's the customer experience is great the, the the downtime in the markers is fantastic they can shoot more fragile paint through them Yep. Um, because they're not as harsh on pain. So yeah, therefore, yeah. the customers, when they're getting shot, they're not getting bruised up as much. There's a load of positives, you know, for that experience for the player. And if that turns, you know, I don't know what the percentage is. It's probably like 0.001 of a rental player turns into a, a recreational, turns into a tournament player type thing. If that goes up by 0.001 again, yeah, like today, it's, it's, it's a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah so um, yeah, you've also it. got I because you've got the three-way valve for that as well, haven't you? Yeah. How? Because that didn't come out at the same time as the Emac. That was a byproduct from that as well, wasn't it? Yeah, but like I said, when we when we first made the Emac, it was based around rental fee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make this for for you know for tournament use. You know, or you know, it, it, we knew we'd get used at rec a little bit, but it wasn't for you know. This is what's going to be the staple thing at uh, you know the ECPL or whatever. You know, it yeah, wasn't, yeah. Supposed to be that. When we make a product, we make it so it works in every environment around the world, right? Cold, hot, snowy, sand, whatever it is. Yeah. We try and make it so it works absolutely everywhere. Um, and with the Emac, we it has to, you know, it has to withstand real abuse from the field owners, the customers digging yeah. trenches with it, you know, yeah, especially every five yeah. minutes, you know. So it's, it has to continue to work. So it sits in a, in a you know, we know we can refine more uh, with, with a lot of our products. You know, when if you get a, a CS2 Pro that leaves our factory, its trigger is set up so it'll work for everybody, right? Well, you might go, actually, I want it to be more responsive. I want the rake to be different. I want this to be different, right? But that's your personal choice. And I can't, you know, I mean, I yeah, can yeah. set that off for you, but... Uh, it's something that you've got to do Everyone's yourself. different, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So with the um, with the EMET, we we did the three way because we knew we could do a good job, and and it was like I think it was probably one of those things that Jack had already sort of, you know, you know when <laughs> you, you don't make, ready, yeah, yeah, you don't make a prototype and then go. You know, it's not the first one that comes in and go right, bang, sign it off, let's go. You yeah. know, there's there's lots of different ones, and this one with Jack might have been. Jack's gone, this is great, fire's really nice, but actually it's a little bit too nice for that rental customer, you know? So we went, okay, well, that's we need the one that's 
bulletproof for the rental yeah. customer and it's got the best experience for everybody all around and then you know and then the tournament side of stuff is, is you know that's when we looked at it and but there was no point us making a tournament three-way if nobody was going to use it in tournaments yeah yeah you know what I mean? So then you go, okay, they want this. Okay, well, we, you know, Jack almost gone, you know, gone through his desk through a load of paperwork. I went, oh, one of these, <laughs> that'll do. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, get those ordered. He's like, well, I've got a prototype knocking around somewhere. You well, know, like, then- in the, oh, you just paint this picture of Jack in my head in a white suit with like big glasses with swirls around it. It's like and- Doc off Back to the Future, <laughs> just, <laughs> just big hair, and you just have to sort of like creep down, knock on the door, open the door, and he's just a madman looking at you, tinkering around. And he's, he's, I mean, he's a genius, you know, what he does <laughs> for paintball, he's a genius, but he's, uh, he's, I mean, I laugh about him all the time. He's, I mean, uh, I mean. John, you won't care, but Luke, you could go to his office if you're into paintball. You could have a scat around in his in his office, and you would be like amazed. With <laughs> I mean, he's an he's an absolute pig. He's I'd just, have a field day at his, his lab. Oh, it's around here somewhere. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, there was uh, it's time of the year to reorder year planners. Right, sad story. So, uh, um, so one of the lads said, oh, I need one. Someone else said, I need one. I need one. So, you know, for doing tech support and stuff, right, right in where we're going and all that. Yeah. And, um, so they got on the wall. So we ordered the year planners. And then, again, went into Jack's office. Jack, do you want one? Every year, same joke. He's got a 2012 year planner on his wall that has never filled anything in on it. And it's still up on his wall now in a big... <laughs> and in, 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 every year he turns around and goes, is this, is this one okay to use now? Because he just wants to cross out 2012 and write whatever year it'll be. <laughs> it's going to work, isn't it? Yeah, hey, you, you can't hit, you can't not knock that. I've got my calendar from our first year of CPBS still up in the yeah. kitchen. Yeah, yeah, but that's probably got a cool picture on it. This is like just red and white, just just we well <laughs> I, I don't i don't know because we all look like goobers back in the day. Yeah, so sure. um, yeah. I mean, we still look like goobers now, but it, it was cool to us. What year is he going to be? Able, is it going to be relevant again? So what year is 2012? Ooh, okay. What's it? How do you know that? You, the first person who gets that right, and you guys can like check it. Yeah, DM us on Instagram. Right, do that. There you go. DM on your Instagram, and I'll send them a cap or something, or a beanie or something. Right? Is it not a hundred years? I don't know. Oh, you, you don't know. Oh. Sorry, I just I just guess because you know hundred years kind of makes it. DM on Instagram. Yeah, right. And then uh, you know, if you're the first one up, you've got a week ahead of everyone else. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've got uh, Sean Witcher one. <laughs> so many people Google things, isn't it? You got a yeah. You know, a good story is ruined quite often by Google. You know, yeah. the real truth, the facts. We don't want that, do we? No. no later on, we do not either. As well, remember that. Let everyone hold that. All right, no googling, but we are on to questions from the listeners now. Okay, go. And the first one has already been mentioned earlier, and it says, "Should Planet sign attrition to make it twelve out of twelve teams in Elite?" No, should we? Uh, are oh. there any plans coming up, or are there any discussions or anything like that? Don't know. Okay. Uh... Enough. Uh, I, I, it's let's say that we have spoken. Yeah, you're bound to have spoken, of course. So okay. 
that's, 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 that's good yeah, enough for that's, us. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, so yeah. Uh, so I actually quite like that they they added a little bit of spice to this season. Oh, they they yeah, certainly 100%. did, yeah, and and it sort of was it, you know they were almost like the fly in the ointment to to yeah. my like have we got top three? No, actually, we they they're in there. Whoa, hold on, what, they- <laughs> <laughs> what a planet eclipse team not in the top three? What's going on? Yeah, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, which I, I quite like it. I mean, I'm not you know. It's, yeah, definitely. I don't have a problem with it, but like when um, sandbaggers knocked them out at the um, at the last. The last leg, yeah, in quarters or whatever it was, and I was like, as soon as they were knocked out, and I said, because I said to Stoney and the lads, I went, don't lose this one. And as soon as he <laughs> beat him, I was like, good, happy days, right? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> going to win the event then. It's five, one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, wanted to, to beat them. <laughs> you got uh, another question, Luke? I have. This is um, this is from Tom Davis from Stoke Quest. Will innovation for paintball markers ever end? And you kind of touched on that because Jacko's probably in his lab right now tinkering away with something. But is there going to be, like, how much better can markers become? Um, I mean, I'm not, anybody who knows me, I'm not like Mr. Scientist or even very good at this stuff. I'm like the uh, the idiot that they give, <laughs> you know, let's go and try and break that. <laughs> so I quite like that. So, I mean, when I when I was playing Pump, there was no such thing as semis. And when the semis came out, people were like, oh my God, how are they going to get better than this? And yeah. then went electro. And then how are we going to get better than this? You know, I mean, you know, innovation is, yeah, I suppose there's, there's always a failure, failure point, isn't it? If you think about um, the platform, we've got, um, we, we make the marker and we get blamed for every paintball that's broken, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> blames yeah. the paint or the loader that's putting so much force on this fragile paint that you can't drop from your knee that when it even gets into the marker, it's shattered already, you know, and it's and your we, fault. <laughs> yeah, It's always our fault, you know, which I understand people get frustrated. Oh, I'm breaking loads of paint, you know? Okay. Well, it's anyway. So the, I mean, and we've got the air systems as well and all of those things could be better, couldn't they? You know, I think yeah. if you, it's not just, and, and the, will the, I don't know if there'll ever be a perfect storm where the paint is amazing. It always breaks, never, you know, ne- always breaks on target, never, you know. I mean, would, do we want a paintball that's going to break every time it hits a super bunker? Or do we want it to bounce off? Bounce. Yeah. Do you? It's, yeah. So would you take it bouncing off a bunker or bouncing off a person? You clip a shoulder, you want it to break, you know. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's you know so then so that's where the you know the the, the problem of the paint is and it, I think there's a lot of there's still a lot of I think there's a lot of technology already out there to make what we have better. People don't look after the paint very well. They don't rotate paint you know from pots to love the same. You know if you're left you know right handed you'll probably go to your left hand side of your pack all the time. You never get to your last pot on the right hand side. I bet there's hardly any players take that out and put it back on the other side They'll, until the last game of the day in the finals when they've gone to their last pot on the right hand side and it's now rubber bullets because it's been in the past <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, no, that, yeah. yeah. I think we've done that a few times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. Technology's changing all the time. And sometimes you can go a bit a little bit too quick with it. We we have these conversations about, you know, what you know, we the, the Bluetooth thing that we did on the CS2 took us, you know, an absolute age to get sort of right and the apps and things like that. 
I, I mean, that's, I mean, even that's a funny story. You, you make a massive effort to get this sort of thing out. People, you know, messaging all the time. Oh, when's the Bluetooth working and all that. So then we work with, with virtue and we, you know, we get it, the, the, yeah, the yeah. CS2 to communicate with the loader and we get the app working so you can change your settings on the fly, all that. I think the app's been downloaded about 200 times. <laughs> so people aren't using it that. <laughs> yeah. You don't care. It's like, okay, you know, it costs us thousands to develop that, you know, stuff. We got, you know, we had an engineer, an electronics engineer working on the Bluetooth stuff for months to get it working right. And you get, you, you've got to go through this hoops that, you know, you don't even, I didn't even know they existed. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, why can't we launch this? Oh, we're waiting for the, the Bluetooth certificates with the bloody bloody blah 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 company from blah blah, <laughs> you, know, that, you know that you've just spent loads of money on, you know. And then like, okay. And then I'll say, how many people have downloaded this? Oh, we're up to two hundred and fifty people now, or whatever. I'm like, wow, okay. Well, that was a waste of time, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but then I probably had more than three two hundred and fifty people message me and ask me why there yeah, isn't yeah. a Bluetooth module available to you yeah. know. So wow. I think yes, I think it'll carry on developing. I think we've got to. Uh, a point when we're refining really heavily now, aren't we? You know, we, and that the refining part is still something that we're always working on. And it's, yes. we used to have a thing where there was an arms race at one point when it was all about speed. We wanted the fastest shooting markers humanly possible. So all of our development cycle would be on about how we can we make this thing cycle faster, right? Um, then, then it was, right, we need it to be, you know, we want to shoot the most fragile paint. Then it was, we need it to be so efficient because we want to, you know, Ollie Lang wants to go, you know, and, and sit under the, the exit, you know, in the finals of, uh, with 14 pots on his back and just shoot a lane until someone runs through it. Right. And you go, okay. So all the things that um, need to change, <clears throat> you develop around that. We're player, you know, we're player focused You know, the players yeah. tell us what we want. The pros tell us what they want. We try and make it. So it, we tick those boxes um, uh, and at the moment, I suppose that people want, they want to be able to shoot fragile paint. They're not that bothered about efficiency as much as they used to be. Some people aren't, some people are. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the refinement is still there and we're still trying, you know, and it's, uh, I think it's, there's a lot of luxury things that we talk about now, you know, the yeah. sort of quality of life stuff, you know, rather than years ago, you'd, you'd shoot a, a brick if it shot well, you know what I mean? <laughs> no matter what it looked like, where now it's like, you know, the, you know, they're moaning that the, you know, the, I mean, what, every time we bring out a new marker, it's like, oh, it's the, the love child of a this with this and this, you know, and you go, it's a bit of metal, guys. Give us a, you know, we're trying really, you know, it's what yeah. you want. Yeah, 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 definitely. We, um, we've got another question in from uh, Jack Humphreys from the 15s. He's asked, favourite player to watch on the field? I feel like he's probably hinting at himself. Yeah, he's, he's definitely hit. Yeah, don't, don't say, say Jack Humphreys because we're never at the end of it. Yeah, he's he's um he's a bit of a lightweight chat though, isn't he? Oh, <laughs> best player on the field. I honestly oh, think no, not best player, favorite player to watch. To watch currently. Yep. yep. Okay, Baffy. From the baggers. I think the way he plays is so relaxed. He is just watching the game develop in front of him and he has got nothing, he, nothing's phasing him. Just chill, <laughs> so chill. And he's so chill and he just takes people out, make, lets them make the mistakes and he's just good. I mean, it's too easy to say the explosive snake guy, isn't it? You know, greeny or coffee or, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and I love what they do. I think you know the, yeah, the speed of some of their. I mean, I can't do any of that stuff. <laughs> and um, but I think Buffy's just got you know as a heads up paintballer that can just you know he's he's one of those guys that if you think if you go to sleep on him he's he's done he's going to do you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you got you got to stay awake on him. Yeah, all yeah. times. He really impressed me at the the last event. There was a a couple they, of times when he's you know. Well. One on twos, one on threes, and he'd like, you know, he wouldn't even, you know, I know I'd be twitching and shaking and just sort of, oh, I'm going for a run, hopefully you're not looking the wrong way, you know, but he didn't do that, he, you know, backing off to the centre and just taking his kills, so, yeah, Bathy, definitely. Right, okay, I've got one more, we've got, we'll have one more question, because there's so many, and we won't get through them all, so yeah. we're going to have to, um, will the bands are... if you want, just hey? go- one word answer them all if you want. Oh, no, 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 no. Will the Banzai Bandits name ever return? No. No? Maybe. It's <laughs> like a... That wasn't one yeah, word answer. A... Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I didn't, I hated that name. I hated it. Oh, I hated no, it. I can't see that. It's part of you now. That's like, <laughs> I never thought it was a good name. It was just sort of, do you want another story how that started? You see, you want one word, right? Go on. When we first started playing, one of my mates went to London, which was um, like a, a tr- we Northerners from Manchester. He went to London. It's like, oh, one of us has gone to London. That's amazing. <laughs> like 16, 17 at the time. And there was somebody at the uh, the train station selling cigarettes. Um, and, you know, like on a tray, you know, like yeah. the old cinema type thing. Yeah. And she was selling cigarettes and something else and something else, right? I got, he bought something, whatever it was. can't remember what it was. <laughs> and um, it broke instantly. So he took it back to this woman and said, it's broke, but his train was coming. So um, he, she said, we'll have something else. And he went, oh, and there was one, there was a, a headband, you know, the Japanese headbands, the white ones with all the logo yeah. Yeah. Got in the middle. So he said, oh, I'll have one of that. So the next day we played paintball and he wore it uh, uh, the next day. And we played at this rental site and it was Splatmasters running around. And we, 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 we hadn't got a team name at all. We we're just like, just, you know, punters messing about. And then every time, like, it was a huge field and, and people in the bushes, every time there was a crack of a twig or a gun would go off, we'd all, like, run away. Go, ah! Just run away. <laughs> so you might have to beat this, Sean, I'm afraid. Sorry. Oh, okay, go on, then. Okay, right, now. So the, the refs called us the chicken ninjas, right? We kept, <laughs> right? Because he had this headband on. And then, and, and then, uh, then we got some, we all got, we all got the headbands then. And then it went on. Somebody said Banzai, and then we went right. We're now the Banzai Bandits, and, and that's how it stuck. And, and, and I never liked it. I, I always liked the team names, you know, like you know your Aftershocks and Tour de Force, and you know, and Iron Men and all that. I thought it was always yeah. pretty cool. And Banzai Bandits was always just a bit like, oh god, but it, you know, it's, <laughs> but a lot of the Banzai sort of want to get, but there's think there's three or maybe four playing the seven man with the sandbaggers, and. Um, one of them said, "Can we call? Can we be called Banzai's?" I'm like, "No, no, we can't." <laughs> if we got the whole team back together, then maybe. But I yeah, mean, yeah, you know, we've we've got responsibilities of sponsors now, the Sandbaggers. So you can't just like go changing your team name. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we've uh, we've hit the best part of the show. What? The true or false questions. Okay, good. I'm scared. Right. So, nothing about paintball at all. I've heard a rumour, though, that you've done prep. Don't know what you're on about. 
Um, <laughs> now, this is prep. the first time I've uh, I've prepped a couple. Not that I know Luke gets annoyed when because I haven't paid for the app. You're cheap. You're yeah, because I'm cheap and I'm not paying however much it is, so I don't get adverts on that app. So I had to write them all down this time. Okay. So question number one. The heart of a shrimp is located in its head. True. He's right. First one. <laughs> one for one. One for one. Round this down. True. One. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his little face. He's so smiley right now. <laughs> right. Jamaica is the only country without horses. Wow. Without. I was gonna say false. Ah, oh, he's right. I feel like oh. I, read, I made that one up. That's like good, wasn't it? I thought you know you it's, actually made that one yeah, up. It's so far out there, I thought it may not get it, but you got it. Right. Elephants are the only animal that can't jump. I can't jump. Can't jump, yeah. Um true. He's right again. It's three out of three. Sean, I thought you said if he's meant to be harder. Well, I don't, the only, the only hard 50, is you can't guess right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have it, a 50, yeah. you have 50% chance of getting it right every time, so it's all right. Yeah. The world's longest tongue is 10.10 centimetres long. Okay, so... Oh, there's a story to this one. True or false, if you longer or shorter, or it's definitely that. So, okay. Yeah, like, so like point, the world record is 10.10 centimeters, true or false? It's definitely not 10.10. Or is it? Yeah, true. <laughs> what I added then? He said it's definitely not. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> right. The oldest male stripper is 87 years old. True. False. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's 60. 60. Yeah, Fair play to, to him. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone wants to try and break if that I can get you a video now. of my dad, who's older, stripping. No, I haven't got pictures of my dad. On his pole in his front room. <laughs> I'll phone him tomorrow. Oh, no. Right. The world's longest golf shot it's 800 meters. Ains would know that one. Um, false. Ah, oh, that's right. I didn't. I didn't know. Miles golf. longer than that. Is it? Yeah, I thought. It, I thought it's it on the moon. Be. I think. Ah, uh, what? I think someone went and took a. Oh, that would make sense. No gravity. Just keep. Yeah, yeah that would forever go, wouldn't it? Yeah, there is there is gravity on the moon, or when they jumped yeah. in the air, they would carry on going, wouldn't they? Uh, they never went there anyway. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> sure, don't even start triggering me. Glaciers and ice sheets hold about 69% of the world's fresh water. True. Yeah, that's right. I was gonna say that one's kind of a little yeah. bit obvious. How is that? How do you know how is that percentage obvious? Well, not the necessary percentage. I know. But... I wouldn't use. I wouldn't use uh, big words like that. Right. <laughs> no, I have. I've changed. I've changed some little details. And Six for seven. Right. The fastest gust of wind ever recorded on Earth was two hundred and fifty-three miles per hour. False. 
It's true. Yes. Oh. <laughs> what was it? It's true. Yeah. Yeah, but he wants to know right, the sorry, answer. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Right. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, a question. Yeah, 253. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Whale songs can be used to map out the ocean floor. True. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. I don't understand that one, but yeah, it's correct. What? You don't understand it? It works like sonar. Yeah, but it's a song. I don't know. This is one of those things about the Google that Luke's just said it with conviction that it's like sonar. Of course it is. Yeah, so, of course. <laughs> how, do, uh, how do you not do that? How <laughs> he Googles that, and then Luke is absolutely 100% because it's said it with conviction. You see. So, nobody Google that. Just, yeah, no, nobody proved me wrong. Like sonar. Like sonar. <laughs> I am right. The bats of the sea are, you know. Oh, yeah. whales. Whales song. So we're on the last question. And we're nine or ten, eight at the minute, aren't we? Yeah. Too wrong, I think. Right. Yeah, too wrong. So the world's largest plane graveyard contains 2.3 million planes. So the world's largest. False. Oh, I made that one up. I thought that could be a good one. Mate, that was a big number you brought yeah, up. That's there. what I made up. I thought, you know, like, massive. <laughs> <laughs> Got to write down whatever time it is now because then you can uh, bleep yourself for swearing then. Did I? Yes, you did. <gasps> you F bombed yourself. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, let me write it down. You said massive. Oh, Sean. You're oh, the did. one. You're yeah, the you're the one that has a go at me for it. I, you know what? I didn't even notice. I saw then. Didn't even notice. Right, that's bad. Watch that right. out with soap. We are two, four, three, two. What did we get? Eight, eight out of ten. Is that good or bad? It, that is actually that, really good. That is, see, that's second place. Okay. Did it be However. Eight? You are tying with Ains. Oh, <laughs> no. And Jamie Beadle and Tommy Webb are above you in first place. Oh. They're joint. Okay. So, yeah. You, you didn't beat Ainsley, but you didn't lose to him. So, it's not too bad. But it's, before we it's, end... quite, it's quite good, though, because Tommy Webb plays for Baggers, Eclipse. Yeah. Beadle is 141, Eclipse. Yeah. Ains is 15s. Eclipse. We've got all podium spots. Yeah, nice. exactly. You're all winners. Yeah, winner winners. But that's it. We'll we'll finish all our questions. We've gone over everything we've got. Have you got anything you want to go over or bring up, or do you want to drop some really cool news, breaking news for the for the podcast? Do you want to know about LB two then? Oh yeah, let's, let's right. Drop, drop, go. Drop. drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it. <laughs> no, there isn't an LV two. So. Oh! Oh! It's like if I do one of these things, it's like oh, the first question is normally when's LV two coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've already you... told you that we're not at World Cup. I've already told yeah. people that we're not launching products. You know, anyway. Is uh yeah this um, this pandemic is causing everybody a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. But it's been an absolute pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's been, been fun. Good. 
yeah. we'll have to get you on for a second a second episode. Definitely. Anytime we get, we'll have a chat of... Uh, when well, we're Banana Bus podcast sponsored by Planet Eclipse. When we've done that, yeah, that's when we do it. Okay. Oh, I like that. Wink, wink, yeah. nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you, by the way? Because, right, the, Sean's, you can't see this, because, but uh, he's like, you've got some disco lights in one side of the room. Yeah, I know. Oh, you look like uh, you're in like a... I've got a fog uh, machine like as well in front of me. Ski chalet. No, it's like... Right, um, I'm going to set the like scene here. It's hung and groove shed. But it overlooks a massive lake. And yeah. it is a, it's a picturesque. Are you in your house? No, no, it's an uh, office outside. Okay. All oh, right, one of these, like... Okay, so what's the disco lights for? Discos, obviously. Yeah. Okay, Just good. Leave it at that. Disco sessions. Right, okay. Yeah. I thought that was a whiteboard behind No, you. I've got, um, I've got the pole in front of me, and it's my dad, which is a six-year-old stripper, the record one. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, so that's what it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I love safety, isn't it? Why you can't be over 60, like hips going all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be asking the customers to pick him up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you pick me up. <laughs> Stop for a minute, at me. <laughs> I love it. Every guest is intrigued by Sean's um sauna slash alpine. Yeah, everyone and the, asks. And the picture. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, I just, I'm boring. I've got a plain beige wall behind me. Yeah, you need to put a jersey up or something. So, hey, Luke, a... do you know that? Do you know, um, so me and you, we're out on Saturday night, you know? Are we? Yeah. Sad, isn't it? Oh, you're at Sad Cup. You're at my table, mate. Oh, yes. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, this sponsorship is definitely happening. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, like, this is just fate. <laughs> it was meant to be. Yeah, us. I think it's us, you, um, uh, Ainsley, and the photographer. I think. Oh, uh, wicked! I'm on the best table. Oh, yeah. Nice. What, what, what are we drinking? Well, I'm off. Uh, one of you is a vegetarian. Who's a vegetarian? Luke. Okay. Well, you're. Surprised you haven't mentioned it this time. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, um, struggling. I'm I've been struggling. Though. Um, so I'm just meat normally. So you, I, I, you can have put your meat on my plate, and I'll put all my nut roast, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I'm. Uh, oh my I'm, god! I'm oh my god! So we can drink beer. So we're all. Good. <laughs> Sean was right about the, veg- <laughs> the roast dinner, by the way. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Sorry. He Did knows you... exactly what he's just said as well. He knows exactly what he just said. Les, you know what we're laughing at? What? No, <laughs> you what? can put your meat on my plate and I'll put my nut roast on yeah. the <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. Oh, oh, that killed me off. Oh. Right, let's end on that one because I'm done now. <laughs> right. Carry this on on uh, Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Shall. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank Les. you it's for coming on. Pleasure. Pleasure. It's yeah. been amazing. We'll see you later. See you later, guys. Bye bye.